Welcome to the Hooper's Edge podcast. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Steve Kramer of Kramer Basketball. I want to give you the edge today. We want to give you the edge in the area of ball handling. There's a lot of drills out there, a lot of stuff that looks cool on social media. I see a lot of Instagram videos that I watch and say, man, that's a great video. Awesome music, great camera work. And then I watch what the player is working on. I say, that's not going to cut it. Not at a high level, not at a college level, not at a good varsity basketball team where your team's any good, that's not going to cut it. Great video and audio work, though. I'm not going to get really specific in this with moves. I'm not going to get super specific with drills. We'll give you a little bit of that. I want to get even bigger picture and more value with the concepts I want to break down. Four progressions that we can take to improve ourselves so that we can play better in a game. Listen, I don't want you to look good on Instagram. I want you to look at it in the game. I want you to win. I want you to do what you do at a higher level, get in-game results, and this will help you do that. When we're working on our basketball skills. We need to first look into the game first and say, what are the things that we are going to encounter? What are the things that we're going to do a lot? Now we need to get better at those specific skills. That could be specific for uh, a wing player, a two guard, and you run a ball screen offense. Okay. We really need to be concentrating on handle the basketball successfully in the pick and roll. Maybe you're a player running uh, the, the drive and kick. And so it's really about movement, spacing, and attacking quick with a hard drive off of the catch. Maybe you play on a team and you're the point guard and you really have to set the table for everybody else. So there's a lot of responsibility for you to handle the pressure, set up the other teammates on the court, make sure everybody's getting to their spots. And while you're doing all those things, that means you're dribbling the basketball more than another type of offense, another form of offense. So we under, once we understand the type of ball handling that we're going to have to do in a game, now we can start to develop what our routine, our workout handling the basketball is going to look like. So once we know what we want in a game, now we work backwards. We work backwards in the sense of building a foundation. So we've kind of gone the whole, whole part whole. The whole is what we need to work on in a game. All right, we see, we see that, we understand that. Now we're building up the parts so that we can be more effective with the whole, which is in that game results, whole part whole. So now it's time for the parts. The first part, layering a strong, thick foundation for our basketball skills. That's having a good, solid, stationary ball handling routine that you can do it's high intensity, it's high rep, and it's a short amount of time. Let's say you're going to do a 40-minute ball handling workout. That stationary work may be five, less than 10 minutes for sure, where you're, you're stationary and you're getting high amount of reps and you're working on your stance. I've, I've heard some players say, I don't like not players, but coaches say no, no stationary ball handling because we don't move stationary in the game. I hear you. 
I understand, which is why the majority of our work, we're moving our feet. Even when we do some stationary ball handling, there's footwork, there's jab steps, stick and squares, there's slide dribbles, all these different things. We're moving our feet, even though we're essentially in the same spot. I call that stationary ball handling. But it's important to build the foundation, an isometric exercise, a hold in a position that you are in a lot during a game. And so when I'm working with players and we're really working on a low and wide stance, following the law, low and wide, low wide base, holding that position, good posture, hips back, chest out, back straight at an angle, wide feet with our base. Not only are we working on our ball healing, but we're strengthening our core, our legs, our foundation. And this is a position, that low wide base that we're in offensively and defensively. So in many ways, we're strengthening the offense and defensive side of the game while we're working on our ball handling skills. If you can sit down in that low wide stance for a couple minutes working on your handles, defense becomes easy when you have to slide back, sprint back on defense, and you play defense for 20, 30 seconds, whatever that might be. That's easy. You don't even feel getting down in the stance because you've worked on strengthening ball handling the right way. But the position is key, really dropping the hips back, bending the knees, making sure that we're putting the weight on our muscles and our legs and not on our joints, on our, you know, our knees, our, our spine. We're just kind of hunched over. No, we want to, we want to open the chest up back straight at an angle, sitting down with our hips, building the foundation. There's also some research. Now, I didn't do the research. I just read it. That, that says that if we can, players and athletes that hold, have the ability to hold a certain position that they're going to be in, they're less likely to get injured in a game, right? You've built that foundation. So after you've worked on your stationary ball hand, I'm going to give you a, a quick example of a run through of what some drills might look like while you're working on your stationary. Low wide base in your stance, pound dribble up to your hip pocket in front of your eye pound dribble up to your hip pocket on the side of your body, right? That's an outside hip dribble. And then a pound dribble up to the hip behind your body. You're taking your, your shoulder, your forearm, you're still facing forward, but we're dribbling the basketball at an angle behind our heel. Chris Paul does this a lot. You'll see him. He's facing the defense. He's bringing the basketball up the court, but the basketball is essentially outside and back behind his body. So it, it allows his feet and his body to face the court and make a play right away, but he still put his body in front of the basketball, uh, keeping it away from the defense. This is essential, especially for our smaller players that handle the basketball and want to protect it. So if you've done those pound dribbles, now get some crossovers in. Tight cross inside the knees, wide cross, nice and wide. Same thing with between legs. Same thing with behind the back. Then add in and out dribbles. Circle the knee with your in and out. Explosive in and out dribble. Some players will take the in and out. They'll bring it so far across their body with the in and out dribble. Against a good defender who's quick or long arms, you've brought it so far across your body with the in and out. It takes too long to get back or change direction. So keep that in and out a little more tight. Don't let it go past center of your body. And realistically, if you can make it in and out dribble and it essentially circles the knee. So if it's a right-handed in and out dribble, it kind of circle my right knee. That's a pretty good uh, teaching point for us to keep in mind with a good solid in and out dribble. And then you have that, you add a little shoulder fake, a little jab step, 
opposite to help sell that fake. And don't forget one of the best ways to sell a move in a game is what you do with your eyes. Looking in the directions that you don't want to go helps help sell the move. So let's say you've run, you've run through that circuit. You've thrown some V dribbles in there as well. So you've done pound dribbles, V dribbles, crossovers between legs, behind the back, in and out, all stationary. Now we're ready to move. So if we've worked on that big foundation, isometric exercise, holding a position, ton of high rep, high intensity, just for a few minutes. Now it's time for us to move. And here's the progressions that I want you to think about that come back to applying in a game when you're working out. You've done your stationary, you've gotten that out of the way. Now the majority of your workout should be covering a couple very basic things, but extremely important. Just because it's basic doesn't mean it's not extremely important. We need to work on starting and stopping, right? That go is really, really important. You also need to make sure that we're, we're stopping. So we've done our stationary movement. Now can we work on being explosive? No extra movement. You're standing still and then bam, how quickly can you become an explosive athlete? If we can work on that, the game's going to be easier when you already have some move, some movement and some momentum attacking your defender. So we work on that boom, that explosiveness. And we also need to add in stopping. <laughs> Imagine, um, you know, having a Ferrari engine with uh, Honda Civic brakes. Wouldn't work very well, right? So we need to practice the starting and we need to practice the stopping if we're going to be effective in a game and healthy. Once we've done that, we need to make sure that we're working on changing direction. That's your change of direction moves. That's going hard to one spot, making a dribble move, boom, and then getting back to another spot. It could be working on you're at the top of the key and you drive, make a move, and you go really hard to the elbow. Imagine the defense cuts you off. We bounce back out to the wing. So if I'm on the top of the key, I drive hard to the right elbow. I bounce back quickly to the right wing. I make another change of direction move. I drive hard again to that right elbow. Then I bounce back quickly to the top of the key. And I make another move, drive hard to the left elbow, bounce back quickly to the left wing and do the same thing. We're working on starting. We're working on somewhat of a stop as we slow down. And we're working on various types of change of direction, whether that's making a move as we attack downhill from the three-point line and it's changing direction once we hit the elbow and then we need to bounce back to a new spot. And guess what? That's something that is game applicable. Guards do that all the time. You drive, you space back out, you go to a new spot, and you work on different moves as you're pulling the basketball back. And then you work on attacking, shooting it off of that, whatever it might be. So we've worked on our stationary. We've worked on movement. We've gone from movement into change of direction. The next thing that we need to add is contact some resistance. It's when you get a partner, a coach, workout person, whoever it is, and they can bump you. They can give you the game contact. And a lot of times fouling you, not anything ridiculous, but harder than you would have to encounter in the game. When we train harder than we would have to play in the game, it makes the game easier, right? You're playing against that physical team and you're like, I got this already. Because my practices were so tough 
that there's nothing they can throw at me that's within the rules of this game with officials that I haven't seen already. I'm good. Then once we've added that, you need to sprinkle in some decision-making skills. Again, that's great for a workout partner to have, right? You, you make a move from the wing as you're coming down and your partner is say five feet behind the three-point line, closer to the painted area. After you make that move at the three-point line and you're driving, now you have that defender waiting for you and they either step out in front of you. Okay, if they step out in front of you, boom, quick cut back, dribble, change direction, get to the rim and finish. Or they don't cut you off. Then you can take a body dribble, you can bump them, work on some of the contact and then separate again into your finish or into your jump shot. Right, so we're adding some decision-making with that contact. That is, in a nutshell, your progression for improving your ball handling skills into game application. Stationary isometric exercises, building your leg strength, your defensive stance while you're working on your ball handling skills, high intensity, high rep. Then we add the movement piece, starting, stopping. Then we add change of direction. And then we add contact. Once we've done all those things, if you have a partner, you have the contact and add some decision-making skills. If you don't, it's really important that you use your imagination to visualize where the contact is going to take place, what decisions you're going to have to make so you can still somewhat work on what would have to translate into a game. You're making all of those different moves, but the visualization aspect is key understanding and trying to get a feel for what that situation is going to look like when there's nine other people out on the court with you. Listen, there's a lot of great ball handling drills out there. There's a lot of terrible ones too. So instead of looking through and trying to figure out what's good, what's bad, what applies to me, what doesn't, how about you ask yourself, what is it that you do in a game? Now be go and be really good at those things. And you can use this simple progression that I just gave you to be really good at all those things. I gave you plenty of examples. Stationary, movement, change of direction, contact, and then decision making. It's that simple. And if you have a certain weakness in a specific area, spend more time on that. If you're elite and really, really good, at one of those specific areas, you don't cut it out, right? You just spend a little less less time on it because your strengths are always your strengths and you wanna maintain those strengths while you improve upon your weaknesses, okay? If you have questions about this, hit me up on Instagram. It's Kramer underscore basketball. You wanna join our online membership. It's member.kramerbasketball.com. We're actually coming out with an app later in 2020, 2021, it's going to be really exciting to help all of our players get better. We have members from Japan. We have division one players that have been in and out of our program, college players at smaller college levels from NAIA, JUCO, you name it. And then obviously we have coaches, high school players, junior high players who use our advanced or intermediate program to continue to improve their game. But like I've said in the past, I can't do the work for you. 
I can give you advice. I can show you some of the drills to do. I can give you feedback, but you have to put in the work. You have to decide what you're going to commit. You have to decide what it is that you're going to sacrifice so you can close that gap from where you are now to where you want to be. No excuses. Get after it today. God bless.